Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are locked on 76ers. Your daily podcast on the Philadelphia 76ers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. Happy Tuesday with you. I'm here with my man, No Days Off, Martin Arducci. You know, Mark is a great guy. He broke a story yesterday on Temple, Temple Football. He broke another story again, I should say, because Mark's always on top of it. But today, Mark and I are talking about the 76ers. Um, We're talking about uh, Joel Embiid's comments about he thinks the Sixers could make the playoffs. Mark and I got into a little fun-loving debate about that. Mark thinks that it's great for him to say that. He thinks that he's providing leadership, and I think that that's all well and dandy, but I think they need to focus more on being coming better as a team as opposed to coming out with statements in regards to making the playoffs. But hey, I want Mark just tell us, you know, what just tell us why you think that it was a great statement by MB. Well, first of all, Keith, I think that the mantle of leadership continues to go toward Joel Embiid, and this was another step in that direction. And listen, we all know they're not going to make the playoffs. We know that. But what this is saying is, I'm Joel Embiid, I'm becoming a leader of this team, and I'm starting to set the bar high. It's not enough just to beat the Brooklyn Nets. We're going to set the bar for the playoffs. We're mathematically within sight of it. I like it. I I like it. And I think that he's what he's saying by this is he wants the expectations of this team to rise. Because let's face it, this is the last year they're going to get a free pass anyway. So he's saying, let's start. Let's get the mindset. I'm the leader. Follow me. I like it. I, I think it's a great symbolic gesture. Now, I know... And you've been around him all the time. He says stuff just to kind of get a rise out of people sometimes. Yeah. You, you know, I, I get the whole Rihanna stuff. I, I, I get it all. But I do think that he's saying it and he's setting the tone and he's saying, get on my back and maybe we'll ride to the playoffs. I, I like it for what it does symbolically. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's nice symbolically. But, uh, you know, it, it's funny because, like, afterwards you asked several of his teammates – you know, the younger guys were like, oh, yeah, this is great that he says this. But the older guys, you know, they're a little bit more realistic. And, you know, their focus is, is, was basically on getting better. And even when you ask them, they, they said, well, who said that? I, and then, and then you, you say, well, Joe said it. And they're like, oh. Now, again, they're not <laughs> going to, like, criticize Joe because he yeah. is the franchise player. I mean, but they're kind of sort of like, well, we need to get more consistent. We need to focus on things. And, and it's true. Like, when you think of playoff teams, like you think of right now the Cleveland Cavaliers, you think of, um, who is it, the Spurs. They don't really focus on the playoffs right about now. Like, these guys are, you know, are trying to fine-tune everything. They're trying to get better. I think what the Sixers need to do is they need to get more consistent. You know, like, we all want to talk about that, okay, they won three out of four games. 
which is great. But this is the second time that they won three out of four games. It's just that they need to have consistent efforts. They have to close out games, not against bad teams, but against the elite teams. You know what I mean? Because I think they only defeated one team with a a 500 record. The rest of them were pretty bad teams. So that's what I really want to see them focus on, not the playoffs. Well, there's there's no question about it, but I think he's trying to change the mindset of this team. He's trying to say, hey, let's not celebrate a Sunday afternoon win over the Brooklyn Nets. Let's shoot for more. And I think if you asked him and gave him truth theorem, deep down, serum, deep down, he would probably say, you know, we're probably not going to make the playoffs. But I think he is just trying to set a tone here. I see no problem with it. I really like it. And the other thing is, Keith, we've seen what he's done on the court. This is another example of him off the court becoming the leader of this franchise. Mm-hmm. And Okay, so we, we disagree on that. I mean, but again, I, I, I do get your point about him being the leader of the franchise. I agree with you on that. I just think that, you know, they, they have other things to focus on. And one thing is tomorrow night, Wednesday night, they play the New York Knicks, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So... The thing is, they have yet to play the Knicks this season. The Knicks are a disaster right about now. Um, and it's a Knicks team that the Sixers lost five straight to, 11 to 13. Uh, Derrick Rose won AWOL yesterday. The Knicks didn't know where they were. Me, personally, you know, the playoffs are nice, but it would be nice. I think a, a step in the right direction for the Sixers would be to finally beat the New York Knicks. No, no question about it. No, no question about it. And the Knicks could still very well be legitimately a playoff team, uh, unlike the Sixers. But here's the thing, Keith. When you look at the New York Knicks, where the heck is their plan? What, what kind of plan do they have? At least, uh, you're talking about teams' futures, Sixers, Knicks. It's, it's no, it, there's no even debating about that. They don't have a plan. Yes, they might win a few more games this this year than than the Sixers, but but the bottom line is, you know, you talked about Derrick Rose. You don't know if he'll he'll resign with the team. They signed Noah for seventy two million dollars. He's been a major disappointment. They they're just trying to put band aids kind of to to get in the playoffs. And the Sixers, I think, even though I don't think they they had to tank it as much as they did, at least they built it from the bottom up. And they're trending upwards. But you're right. It would be a good win for for them if, if they get a, a win over the New York Knicks. And it would show maybe some, some development and everything like that. So you're right. It, it, it's a very good test. But it's a Knicks team that, to me, is spiraling out of control. And that, and that, that said, the Sixers should be able to beat them. Exactly. And, and that's one thing. I think because you look at the Knicks right now, you know, they're 17 and 21. You know they're they're six and thirteen on the road. They're they're one and three against division opponents, and they lost eight of their last ten games. And, and so me, you know, I really want to see if if the Sixers can get over this hump. Now again, the reason why I'm putting a lot of emphasis on this game is just because this has been a team that the Sixers has struggled against, struggled mightily against. So I really would like to see what the Sixers can do. And when you think about it, the Sixers, you know, they won four of their last six games. So over this 10-game stretch, they have been playing a a little bit better. 
you know, the Sixers are, are, are six and 14 at home. So, you know, most of their wins came at home. They're two and four against division of uh, opponents. They're six and 13 against conference foes. So you know, we really want to see what can happen. The thing is, you know, the, the Sixers are averaging 99.2 points per game, whereas the Knicks are 105.5. So we'll see if if the Sixers can, you know, score at that pace, see if they can shut the Knicks down. But, uh, you know, like you said, the Sixers are in a better place, you will think, moving forward than this team, than the New York is. But, you know, I just want to see what they can do. Uh, and, and, and see how they can match up. And let's face it, if if Derrick Rose returns, that will be a pretty good matchup for T.J. McConnell. No question, although I think Brandon Jennings is... I, I still think he's better than a, than a serviceable uh, uh, point guard. One thing, Keith, every time I see the Knicks, I look at Porzingis and I say, what if? And you, you addressed this in, in, in a very good column you had in, in, in the Sunday Inquirer. What if they would have taken him instead of Okafor? Where, where would this team be now? Yeah. Uh, uh, with, I, I know it's yeah. if and all that, but holy smokes. Yeah. Uh, they would really be trending upwards, even more so than now. Yeah, it's true. And, and, and the thing about it is, you know, when you write stuff like that, People think it's a personal attack on Okafor. I don't. I feel like that, you know, that, that Okafor is in a bad spot here as well. And we talked about this and we go over and over about it. But it's just to the point where I think that he's a solid player. And I know that some people have been critical of him and of his defense. And, and that's a little bit warranted. But I also think that offensively that he's a solid player. He's just not in the right – this is just not a right fit for him. Is a better fit for Nerlens Noel, you know, because of the yes. style of play that they want. And when you sit back at it, if, if, if I'm Okafor, I'm probably saying to myself now, why the heck did they draft me? You know what I mean? Like, I was the third overall pick, and right now I'm the third-string center who can't get on the floor, you know? And, and so when you think back and you look back at it, it, it just it was mind-boggling. I mean, even from the start, it's kind of like – you know, I remember there was a conversation with people in Chicago two years ago, and it was like towards the tail end of the season, and we're watching Joel Embiid warm up, and you say, you got to go after a wing, right? You guys are have to go after a wing, and the Sixers front office people said, no, we're going to go best, best person available, and I said, but what if the best person available is Okafor at that particular time? You mean to tell me you're still going to go after him? And and they said, we're going after the best person available. And you kind of thought that it was, like, crazy. Like, you kind of thought, like, they're, maybe they're just, maybe they're not being 100% truthful. Maybe, like, they're trying to, like, hold things. Maybe they have something in the, in, in the works. Because I just couldn't fathom them going after a center three years in a row. Well, it's a good thing to go. I, I'm, I'm into the best player available. The problem was, as it turns out, he wasn't the best player available. So that, that foils that. The other thing is, I agree with you. You put him on a team like Portland. You put him on a team even like like Chicago, Keith, mm-hmm. and 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 he's gonna be, you know, he's gonna be a fifteen and eight guy. Uh, if not higher. I think he still has a very good future in this league. I think the fact that that he's pride has taken a hit 
sort of like a wake-up call. I, I think in the long run, this is going to help him, but it's very got to be very frustrating right now. And, and to be honest with you, I'm not sure that they're going to keep Okafor or Noel. Like the, Everyone keeps saying about signing Noel and all that. Who's to say Noel would want to re-sign with this team, even if it comes to that, when he knows the guy in front of him is by that time probably going to be playing 35 minutes a night. Yeah. And and whether he can play with him as a as a as a four, who knows? But but uh, so I I really don't think that either of them are going to be in the long range future of the Sixers. And if that's the case, then they ought to just get the best they can for both of them. Yeah, you 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 know doing valid making valid points. But before we you know go any further, I want to let everyone know that you know the Sixers are hot right now as Mark and I said earlier they won three out of four games they have two key matchups coming up mark they play on wednesday they play the new york knicks on friday they play the charlotte hornets the charlotte hornets are a a, a solid ball club and i think that you know if you people really want to go to a game that would be two great games for you to attend but the thing about it is you know i don't want you to spend a lot of money I really don't want you to spend a lot of money. I think that you should go to SeatGeek. Go to SeatGeek and get your tickets. You want to know why? Because SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the basketball games you want to see up close in person this season. There's nothing like being in the arena for the biggest plays of the year. And with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. Right? But see, the thing about it is, I think that they, I think what you need to do is, you need to go to the SeatGeek app so you can get the rebate. What you do is, if you go to the app, you'll get twenty or twenty dollar reset rebate for your first SeatGeek purchase. Now, this is what you do: you go download the app, SeatGeek app, right? That's S, a capital S, E A T, a capital G E E K. So you, after you do that, you go to the settings tab and you click on where it says add a promo code. Enter the promo code capital L, capital O, capital S and Sixers. And what happened is SeatGeek will twin, send you a $20 rebate after your first ticket purchase. So enough about that, Mark. Well, I want to tell you, you mentioned Friday's game and it's nice to see that a local guy, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, who has had some some real injury issues over the past couple of years, is averaging almost 30 minutes a game. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, a guy from Somerdale, New Jersey, originally, coming home Friday, so I think a lot of people will enjoy uh, seeing him. And I'm, I'm just glad that, that he's kind of getting back there. He's never going to be an elite scorer in this league, but he's going to be a top-flight defender. So I think that'll be good. And the other thing about Friday's game, Keith... Kemba Walker is yeah. quietly <laughs> averaging like 23 a game. And, you know, you could pick apart his game and talk about his defense and things like that. But the guy's a pretty productive scorer on, on a team that thrives on defense but needs him to score big. Yeah, yeah, he's a great a great player. I mean, Kemba Walker is funny because, you know, he was a McDonald's All-American in high school. You know, Kimball Walker was, he led UConn to the national championship, you know, when he was in college. And it just seems like he never really gets his just due yeah. until after you see him play in person. And yeah. you walk away saying, 
that guy can play. That guy yeah. can play. Yeah, and that's what I find. You know, you were talking about the seats and all that from Tiki. I, I find what's great about the NBA is you can always find, it, even if your quote team isn't playing well, the other team always brings in attractive players to watch. Like like Wednesday to, to see Porzingis play, even Carmelo Anthony. You know, he still has some ju- plenty of juice left left in him. And, uh, you know, to see Walker and you know, Michael Kidd Gilchrist. And, and another underrated player for them is Nicholas Batum. Here's a guy they signed for a lot of money, re-signed for a lot of money in the offseason. He's averaging 15 a game. So it's you're right. It's going to be a couple interesting tests coming up for the 76ers. Yeah, it's going to be a couple of them. But, hey, look, Mark, I want to thank you for joining me today. Um, I hope to have you on soon um, and I want to thank everyone for listening and make sure you go to SeatGeek and, and get some tickets for the uh, Wednesday and Friday's game and also make sure you come back and listen to not just this Locked On Sixers podcast but all the podcasts on the Locked On Network R- remember we come to you guys five days a week and it's the only unfiltered podcast that comes to you five days a week Thank you, and have a great day. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.